Welcome to the Be Inspired series as part of the London Stock Exchange. I'm Akhil Suresh, a member of the investment funds team at the exchange. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Stephen Lilly, part of Greencoat Capital, uh, which manages Greencoat UK Wind, the largest listed green infrastructure fund on our markets. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you take us back 10 years or so when you launched? What were the motivations for the uh, listed strategy? So Lawrence and I uh, have a background in um, energy and infrastructure. So uh, we're in the sector we were in, I guess. Um, so we looked at listing in 2011 um, and uh, got pretty close to succeeding, but didn't actually. And, and uh, hopefully the wise person learns from mistakes. And we came back a second time around with a much clearer product, if you like, for investors. Um, and so in 2013, March the 27th, we successfully listed the first um, fund in the sector and created the sector as a consequence. But really our focus, I guess, second time round, thinking about it, really what, what was the need, um, was for the, the sort of three major uh, uh, components, I guess, in, uh, investors, come back to that, um, uh, uh, utilities and, and, and societies in, in general. In terms of investors, we were very clear, I guess, uh, the context, I guess, is only a couple of years after the credit crunch or a few years after the credit crunch. And so therefore, income was a problem, I guess. Uh, and so did, did the investment community have access to, to income. Also inflation. So, you know, dividend that we could grow with RPI, kind of important, um, especially where governments were not necessarily tacking inflation with interest rates, as, as we all know, in the, in the decade after, after the credit crunch. And then also capital preservation, so an important thing of people not wanting to lose money, which is obviously kind of important, <laughs> but especially in the context of, of, of the, the background of the, of the credit crunch. So I think those two things, you know, we, we listed a company with a 6 pre dividend that we always wanted to increase with um, RPI, which we have done 10 times. Um, so 6P now becomes 8.76P 8 10, 10 years later, and that's just compounding RPI, including a 13% lift from 22 to 23 as a target. Um, and then we preserve capital on a real basis as well. So we've, we've, we've beat that, if you like, by 23% above compounded RPI, which has been about 45%. So those sort of components of product to investors of, of, of high dividend, increasing with RPI, preserving capital on a real basis, really, really important. Then in terms of um, utilities, I think there's a real need as, as, as the sector gets built out for utilities to have a way of recycling capital so they can go and build new capacity, which we saw 10 years ago and even more so now as the, as the sector really starts to, to grow significantly, especially offshore, and the ability to have capital recycled, really, really important. So creating that for, 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 for that type, you know, for that component, if you like, was massively important. And that's why RW and SSC came into our listing um, on the basis of creating a market that was helpful for them um, and the rest is sort of history. And then for society in general, the energy transition is hugely important. And so a company like ours, we provide power for about 1.8 million homes. We produce about 1.6% of UK electricity. But crucially, we avoid 2 million tonnes of, of CO2 as well. So I think that's a really important thing. Um, and then if you take all of the capital that's like ours, either the listed funds that come on after us, about the 20 of, of, of those, but also all the pension fund money that's decided that it understands how to do this as well, the tens of billions of pounds, that will translate into um, a lot more uh, uh, green production and a lot, a lot more, you know, avoidance of, of CO two. And you mentioned it's a sizable business, and I guess part of that is you know coming back to market and, and raising further capital. And you've done mm. that almost every year since mm. you've 
um, listed, how has that really enabled you to execute your, your strategy? Yeah, the, the nice thing about listing is that you have a balance sheet. And once you have a balance sheet, you can, uh, you can uh, borrow against it. Um, and therefore, uh, an IPO is a, a stressful, as, as I'm sure you all know, because they're a bit like boom and bust. In fact, they're not a bit like they are that. You know, if you don't succeed, you're, you, you're not listed. Um, but the important thing, of, I guess, of having been listed is you can then go and you, you can delink buying assets with raising money. And so we've used short-term revolving credit facilities um, to go and buy new assets and do that when it's good to, you know, opportunistically good to buy assets and then come back and raise money at a different time um, when it's good to raise money, et cetera. So the delinking or decoupling of those is, I think, is hugely important. And as you, as you rightly sort of say, as we grow bigger, we can have bigger revolving credit facilities and we can do bigger raises. And so the last raise was 450 million pounds at the back end of 21, so you know, 18 months ago. So it's a long period of time we haven't been back to market. Our revolving credit facility is now 600 million, and that's mm -hmm. versus an IPO of 260 million. Mm -hmm. So you know, the size of the size of the business is, is sort of significant. The benefit, I guess, of, of doing that is also it means that you know, being independent, we can look across the whole market. So we've bought six wind farms at IPO, came into the IPO, we've bought 40 cents, so we've got 46 wind farms now across the whole breadth of the UK on and offshore. We've bought something like one in nine projects that we've looked at and we've bought from 20 different uh, sellers, be it utilities, developers, funds, etc. The ability to be, uh, to be able to transact um, nimbly, if you like, and decoupled from equity raising is hugely important. You touched upon this earlier in terms of the investor base, and how has that evolved? Because you've, you know, had the strategic backing of the Green Investment Bank mm. um, at IPO, and as you've kind of grown, grown further, you know, what type of investors have you been able to attract? We uh, thought that the Green Investment Bank was very sort of nascent, if you like. It was actually something called. Um, UKGI, I think it was before it became the Green Investment Bank. So we were right back in the beginning of that, if you like. Um, we thought that it was uh, a task that the that the GIB should be doing in the sense that um, what it was trying to do was crowd capital into into a market. And so we went to GIB, and actually in the end, it went through for various reasons. It went through Vince Cable's department. So Vince Cable, I think, saw uh, he, as as he was Energy Secretary at the time, saw the benefit of 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 getting private capital into a new sector, if you like. So he sponsored the uh, IPO with 50 million pounds worth of government money out of 260 million pounds total, which they sold at a profit two years later and had created a sector which has now had over 20 other companies following on from us. So a good use of 50 million pounds and they got, they got it back, but also they, they, as a catalyst created that. So I think that was hugely important. Yeah, and kind of since you've also listed the focus on ESG and the environmental, social, and, and governance factors yep. have heightened for for publicly listed companies. Um, how do you deal with that uh, and approach that for, for Green Co UK Wind? It will be slightly less complacent than we probably were at the beginning. We're a wind farm business. What's not to like about that? Um, I, 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 joking aside, um, we've got a good story, I guess, and we have, you know, it's one of the things, like, uh, as well as, you know, the, the, the simple mathematics, which has gone very well, is, is how do we um, talk about where we might be and how we might help the, you know the country and you know and and, and be a you know a, a go-to green stock if you like for people's portfolios. I think that's an important thing. So getting away um, from the we're a wind business and you know we do we do uh, ESG and everything that we uh, invest in either from you know from modern slavery or from um, uh, uh, from health you know big big issue on health and safety for instance making sure that uh, people get home 
um, in the same state they started. Yeah. <laughs> they started work, obviously hugely important. Um, because we do run operating assets, so it's not just a fund in that sense, it's a real asset business where we, where we do run operating assets. Um, the other things that we've, we've, we've just had to do a whole lot more reporting, so, so TCFD is obviously one that's uh, required for uh, listed companies now. Um, and then the other EU uh, uh, directives, so SFDR and the, and the, the uh, Article um, 9 and, and, and the various schedules 1, 3 and 5, which everyone will be very familiar with, sadly. In some ways, um, uh, the scope one and uh, one to three of, of TCFD, um, albeit scope three seems slightly bizarre to us, but uh, um, you know all all of that, and then the the, the UNPRI or the SDGs, and um, uh, and actually the SDR coming through in this country as well. How do we do that? So I think we we've got a lot of focus on that, but mostly it's about reporting stuff that's really good. So it's not a risk in that sense, but uh, you know reporting is is an important thing. Hopefully, people will look at us and think actually that's okay. And in fact, that's good. In terms of the looking at the energy sector um, at the moment and, and the broader environment, um, there's been you know, inflation looming over, swings there, as well as yeah. interest rate hikes uh, as well. How does that impact Greenco UK Win? So inflation is pretty straightforward, if you like, because a lot of our revenues are linked into to RPI and also a lot of our costs are, so they're pretty much of a wash. So actually, for us, inflation is something that we can help investors with, if you like, because we're a bit of a hedge, if you like. Mm -hmm. So I think if you saw that, if you saw the, the chart of TSR growth in 2016 after the Brexit vote, where inflation came in as a consequence of devaluation of sterling, you saw our TSR go up. <laughs> and so I think that what that was is, is investors um, spotting that, that UK went, and actually the solar funds as well, similarly, were uh, costs and revenue quite distinctly sort of linked into inflation, either explicitly or, or uh, implicitly, um, and therefore I think for that we're good. Uh, interest rates are more interesting, and, and uh, I think we've seen over the last year the sector more generally um, go to discount because we don't think that um, the sector generally believes in the capital asset pricing model like we do. Mm. We have a discount rate that is higher than it was at IPO, that we're the only one that has got that. I think that we uh, in a part of my job, I guess, over over the over the last few months, and more than increasingly, uh, uh, be so, is is to start to try and differentiate and point out um, that that where we uh, do believe in the capital capital asset pricing model, and it, and you can't just rely on, well, there's no there's no uh, uh, slackening of pricing in the market effectively. Well, yeah, because people can buy other things. <laughs> so so you know you can't just discount cap them in in, in that sense. Um, we look at that and think um, the message that we've got to get across is, is that, that our product is not about a 5.5% dividend yield, it's about a 9% return. Mm. And so, you know, where we, where we talked about uh, originally of £800 million of dividend and £650 million of reinvestment, we have a general dividend cover by design of 1.7 times. Now, that's not for any other reason of we also want to preserve the NAV on a real basis, and that means the total return is the important thing. So I think part of the task that I've got is to talk to investors and try and explain how we've used the, the strong year, especially last year, to get into a place we fixed the roof while the sun was shining, if you like, last mm -hmm. year, so that the, the total return we've got is, is good relative to where interest rates are. You're 10 years in now, looking ahead um, to, to the future, what are your growth aspirations and you know, how do you hope to realize them um, through the public markets? Yeah, so we have 
never, Lawrence and I have been very clear about this, I guess, we've never wanted to answer a question, I'm going to answer it, but don't, uh, don't worry, um, about what is your growth target. I think because we are a business where we want to make good investments. And I think for us, if you have a target, that leads to growth for growth's sake, which isn't necessarily good. So yes, we bought one in nine assets, but we've, we had, we've had some years where we bought more than that as a percentage, but in others we bought nothing. So I think growth for growth's sake is, 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 is a bad thing in, in one sense. But if you look at our market going back 10 years, it was 20 billion pounds of operating wind farms in the UK. It's now 100, it's five times as big. And then if you go back, if you go through the next 10 years, you've got the same amount built out offshore. So, you know, it's a doubling, if you like. So if we stayed at the 6% market share that we have, and we're five, 10 places off the FTSE 100 at the moment, that probably puts us up at about 60 in a FTSE. Mm -hmm. If, I mean, there's a massive if in that sentence. Um, but so I think that there's plenty of opportunity. And we're now of a size that we can be significant we're, we're the fifth largest owner and all the rest of the utilities in that list recognize utilities of which we are to some extent um, but but we can continue you know sitting alongside co-investing alongside um, being a, a great partner for all of our utility friends and partners um, and own assets by ourselves but because of scale actually now we can we can be really helpful in terms of recycling large amounts of capital. So scale is helpful and it also I think it means that there's a whole range of different projects then I think we get into a place where hopefully we can buy assets even more creatively because the competition is sort of slightly less but you know it's exciting actually we've, we've created a business that has done really really well um, and actually as well is just doing a, doing a great thing for the country so it, it's been fun. Thank you Stephen it's been really interesting to hear about the journey of Greenco UK Wind and delve a little bit deeper into your list of trashy. And thank you for watching this latest episode of the Be Inspired series as part of the London Stock Exchange. You can watch more episodes like this at www.lsegissuerservices.com slash spark. <laughs>